Welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition, where we keep you up to date with everything going on in the Cold Fusion community. We'll share the latest news on events, releases to engines, frameworks, libraries, and tools, as well as spotlighting quality content from the community. Welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition. It's episode 146, May 3rd, 2022. I'm Gavin Pickin, and I'm joined by Dan Cow today. Hey, it's great to be here. Thank you to our sponsor, Order Solutions, the maker of Cold Box, Command Box, Forge Box, Test Box, all the boxes. And uh, there's a few ways that we can say thanks back to Order Solutions, which are. Yeah, I mean, we want you guys to go obviously like and subscribe to our videos on YouTube, including this one. And you can watch live every week and harass us in the in the Slack, uh, sorry, in the chat, not the Slack chat, the YouTube chat. Uh, also, um, we're trying to get more stars and forks on our repo, so help orders reach for the stars. And if you get onto Forgebox, there's a command box dash GitHub module. And if you run that from inside of one of your repos, it'll automatically go and star and um, basically, you know, all the repos that you're using, all the dependencies. So it'll help orders, but also other uh, developers too that are using Forgebox. And also, um, you know, obviously subscribe to our podcast. If you guys are listening uh, on your podcast player and not watching, uh, please basically subscribe to that and leave us a review, tell your friends. And then we also have free and paid accounts on CFCast, which release new content every week. And then we have an Audis book too. Audis uh, has released a 102 cold box HMVC quick tips and tricks book, which is available on Gumroad. And apparently uh, Louis said that we're releasing like four or five more any day now. So I'll have to start writing. <laughs> oh, we'll have to change, change, change the name of the book then. Yeah. Um, all right, we also have Patreon support. So we have about 35 Patreon supporters right now, which provide 92% of the funding for our Modernize Your Dive podcast. Uh, the Patreon site is patreon.com slash order solutions. Yep. So thanks sponsors. Uh, without you guys, we couldn't do this. But yeah, let's get on with the news. So we got some interesting news to start off. And the the first thing is, last week we announced Into the Box dates were semi-100%-ish finalized. Now they are set in stone, signed in blood. So September 6th through the 8th, we're going to be in Houston, Texas again. Are you excited, Dan? I, I'm stoked. Actually, I really, it, it's funny. With, with Ortis, I've been in Houston a couple times, and the city's great. I love it. Yep. So we're, we're looking forward to that. But uh, just a reminder, why did we change the dates? Because, you know, a lot of nightmares for everybody. Well, basically, at the end of the day, you know, we want what's best for the Cold Fusion community. And uh, Adobe's conference was possibly scheduled right after ours. And that would have left no time for people to be able to make both conferences. And we decided if we moved it, there's a chance that some people could make both. And so you know, if we could make that possible, uh, both conferences will win better for the community, better for everybody. So we decided to, to bite the bullet and move it. We just hope that um, Adobe's final dates, whenever they release them officially, um, are close to where they were, because if we moved it for nothing, it'll be like, oh man, but we'll find out. So, but we're still waiting for their dates. I keep bu uh, bugging Mark Takata and he's waiting for the final approval from, you know, legal marketing and all the rest. So we'll tell you soon, but excited. So final, 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 final dates. Um, yeah, so sign up for Into the Box. Well, speaking of final, final, final dates, because we moved the dates for Into the Box, uh, we've also we extended the call for speaker deadline. Now, it was April 30th, but because every single date so far that we've talked about has had an ish or a sort of or about on the end, we're just going to keep going with it. Um, we may change um, to the schedule. We said April 30th, but the, the link is still live. 
So if you have an idea for, for a, uh, for a, for a session or for whatever stuff that we need to hear, by all means, go ahead and uh, sign up for it. The link will be in the chat and um, yeah, put down some ideas or even if you want to see something, if you can't present on it, let us know what you want to see. Yeah, for sure. And for those watching as well, we'll share the screen real quick. <clears throat> it's still here. You can still fill that out. So go ahead, fill that out. And uh, right now I think we've got, did you already say, but we got like 20 people submitted. We got over 50 sessions submitted. Not all of them are Nolan's, but he did submit quite a few. Thank you, Nolan. Um, but yeah, we got lots of good uh, sessions and we're going to be meeting about that schedule very soon. So um, we will have to close it off, but basically right up until that meeting, I'm hoping we can keep it open to get a last couple more topics. So uh, we should have that information very soon. We're meeting to discuss the workshops really soon as well. So we're going to have... I think five at least workshops. So um, those are available and happy, well, happy bird, early bird is still available. And we extended that till May 30th as well, because again, we changed the dates and we didn't think that was fair. And so we've seen the, you know, since we've announced the dates, tickets are being purchased. The, the numbers are adding up quickly. So uh, we're all excited. Yeah. It is kind of exciting. Even though uh, the dates have changed, people have already bought tickets to come, which is exciting. Yeah, so very right, much other so. stuff that's going on. Oh, sorry, again. Yeah, that's okay. So, yep, the next thing on the list is Adobe Confusion Developer Week 2022. We announced that they uh, released these dates last week. So, April, uh, sorry, July 18th to the 22nd is registered for free. Uh, so, I'm excited to see it. Now, these speakers are the 2021 speakers, so they should be updating this soon. But you can go and register, and you know, I'm sure that they'll probably have a good number of these speakers again this year. So it's a safe bet that there's going to be some great content there, and they're changing their their style up. So um, I don't know if you guys remember Autos Developer Week or Coldbox Developer Week back in the day. We used to do like five days, like a couple of sessions in the morning, couple in the afternoon, and that's the sort of the the format they're following. So it means you can sort of do a little bit of work, take a break, do a little bit of work, take a break uh, and, and get all those sessions. So uh, it looks like a good format. So looking forward to that one as well. And we also have a whole bunch of releases and updates that have come out too. All right, basic news. There's that uh, the newest version of Lucy is out version 5.9, sorry, 5.3.9.131 or as I like to call it the latest one. All right, last week the, uh, the stable release was made available. Um, it's available in command box as well as from the Lucy download site, which is download.lucy.org. Yep. And then uh, we also have uh, command box 5.5.0, which was uh, released on top of that version. And the big thing about 5.3.9 and command box is 5.5.0, no more log4j1. So log4j1 has been completely removed. And because of that, um, there was a uh, last minute change when they were making those changes in Lucy. And of course there was something in command box that didn't work quite right. So one of the endpoints didn't work um, because something deep, deep, deep inside of Java somewhere was looking for log4j1. So uh, Brad and I figured out what to do. He got 5.5.1 released right away. And that um, that, solved the, that solved the issue there with some uh, some git endpoints and some log4j stuff so long story short we said hey you don't need a logger you don't need a logger if you're going to go for that you don't need it so that's out as well um well here's and, a question actually so peter miri in the uh, chat was asking m1 max support was he at is that a question or is that a statement does it actually do m1 max support now i believe so that some of the changes they made in there should work on the m1 mac so it's a big nice. release in a lot of ways but yeah i know the lucy uh the log for log4j1 uh, all right removal was a big deal so 
And with that being said, um, the command box 3.5.0 Docker images have already been released. John's been busy and he's released that. We have a blog post up on the Autis website as well. So if you go see that, it'll tell you all about it. But uh, like I said, the big deal is there. It's running on command box 5.5.1, which uses the 5.3.9. And now we no longer have that uh, the log4j stuff. There's a whole bunch of other runway changes in there and a lot of other things too, which is more complicated than I need to know about. Um, so... So yeah, so a lot of great stuff in there. Um, so yeah, if you guys are using Docker images, I uh, recommend checking those out, having a look and see what's available. And then, um, yeah, we should have should have that available um, right away. So definitely cool. awesome. If you guys are worried about security, that's a big, big thing there. So very cool. It's amazing. The more I get to know about Ordis, just in general, about how much non-cold fusion stuff that there is, but like the Docker um, and the, this next release, we have a, a Coldbox Elixir uh, version four. So hot off the presses, Coldbox Elixir version four is available on NPM. Now, I guess NPM, not Forgebox. This is actually a, a JavaScript-based uh, tool. It's a massive upgrade of the tool. Shouldn't require any API changes. Um, if you, um, if you're just just using the Elixir methods. Um, however, if you've done you know Webpack customizations, obviously go through and test everything, make sure it works. Um, there's a migration guide for you to help upgrading. And Gavin, I have a quick question for you. I'm not 100 sure I know what Coldbox Elixir actually is. I know that it does stuff with Webpack. But <clears throat> yeah, so it's basically what we started using after we used Grunt and then Gulp and then you know instead of trying to use Webpack, which blow your brains out, uh, it's pretty bad. Um, so Elixir wraps it up nicely and does all the Webpack stuff for you under the covers. And so this I think gets you up to like Webpack five and it lets you run on like Node 16. So it's a it's a big improvement there and it's a big performance upgrade for sure. But basically if you're using you know view single page files and you want to you know transpose them or you're doing compilations and you know minification and all that stuff usually most people are using webpack these days so using Coldbox elixir makes it really easy and then of course with Coldbox, we have some conventions in place you don't have to make any hard decisions and it you know handles a lot of the the basics for you so there's like a Coldbox helper that'll help you tie into those so you can have your cache busting and everything it's uh it's pretty neat so it's definitely a, a cool little tool and if you're using uh, like Vue.js and you've got a build pipeline for your npm assets highly recommend it so check that out very cool. All right. Also, with with new releases, CF Wheels 2.3 release candidates out. Uh, now, this version's been kicking for a while, um, and there's been a lot of contributors, which is great. The community kind of uh, um, building into it. But uh, what's interesting about this is that this was the first release with the new CI pipeline in place, uh, and it goes right to um, oh, you know what? I got to know the new CI pipeline's in place, um, and so this is a release candidate to make sure that all the glitches or anything are out. Um, it is available. There's a blog post for the, on the cfmills.org website that we are posting right now. Yep, I sure am. I'm a little behind. Yep. <laughs> um, go check that out if you're a CF Wheels. Um, uh, user or I want to want to go check it out. This might be the opportunity. Sorry. <clears throat> yeah, oh, sorry. I had, I had to mute myself from the thing. And someone was trying to get into my room. I'm like, no, can't do that. <laughs> so, so, but Dan still heard me. He's like, home, oh so gosh. Suddenly, suddenly, kids start climbing over the back of the chairs. It just shows that we're live. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> sorry about that, everybody. But yeah, I forgot Dan could still hear me. So he, he looked at me really funny. Like, oh, did I not mute it? Whoops. Anyway, so. Lots more going on. Um, coming up after that, we got a whole bunch of webinars, meetups, and workshops. And so the next one coming up is, uh, well, actually, sorry, in case you missed it, uh, Charlie did a really great session on the online Cold Fusion meetup last week. 
and that was updating the Java underlying cold fusion. And uh, that can get really confusing. So trust me, you want to watch his, uh, his session there. And, you know, Charlie being Charlie, he did a great job and went through all the details, answered lots of questions. So definitely uh, a very good one. Yeah. Yep. And then up next, we also had a webinar from Audis, right? Uh, we did. Now, this also goes along. This is uh, Eric Peterson yesterday. Uh, was it yesterday? No, we was oh, uh, the 29th. So I guess it was Friday. Um, did a great presentation on... Uh, basically, how, learning how to integrate CB security into an application, um, and how, went through and talked about all kinds of different different methods between passwords, API tokens, JWTs. Because I don't like saying JOTS, although <laughs> JOTS is the official name for for uh, JWTs. We're using a combination of all three. Um, really worth watching, uh, just for the the overall knowledge. Even if you aren't using Coldbox or, or CB security, the overall knowledge on it was was uh, was pretty good. So the yeah. link is up there. It's on CF Casts. Um, I think is this outside the paywall or this one is free. Yeah. This so one's free. Okay. Yep. We try to make our webinars free, and uh, actually, we'll tell you a little bit more about what else we're making free soon as well. All right. Stay tuned for that. Yep. And then we had uh, another session uh, mm-hmm. last week. It was from um, the CF Hawaii CFUG, and that was actually with Nick and. Uh, so Nick, I always get his name wrong, Kajkowski, um, but he did it ORM. So if you guys are wanting to learn a bit more about RMs, he's the right person to listen to, and that was a good session. Uh, I have to watch the rest of it, I must admit. Okay. There we oh. go. All right, also coming up, we have with uh, our very own Michael Bourne, the next the next webinar that we have is in May. This is an, or, um, an Ordis webinar. Clearing, clear, it's called Clearing the Fuzzies on Fuzzy Search uh, with Michael Bourne. Um, basically, it's a walk through uh, using search or walk through the world of search in this webinar, show you why your database search is not smart enough, explains the basics of how fuzzy search works, how do you see the Elasticsearch to bring the power of fuzzy searching to your CF application. Now, those of you that aren't sure what fuzzy searching actually is, basically think about keywords, but then get into the whole ideas of misspellings and synonyms and that kind of stuff. And that's kind of the idea behind this. It's allowing more people to find more stuff on your site. Yep, exactly. It, it makes a big difference. Trust me, we're we're in the process of adding to Forgebox because we realize that people can't type. <clears throat> so that'll be available to Forgebox really soon. Yeah, I mistype stuff all the time. So yeah, we've been working on that and we'll be releasing that as well. Cool. Also coming up on May 12th in a week, about a week and a half, uh, this is part of the online Cold Fusion meetup run by Charlie Earhart. Uh, it's called Code Reuse and Cold Fusion. Is spaghetti code still spaghetti if it's dry? Now, for those of you that didn't get that dry, D-R-Y stands for... Don't repeat yourself. Again. Don't, <laughs> don't repeat re- yourself. Don't All repeat right? yourself. Yep. Now, this is being, being presented by Gavin Picken. Yep. All right. Yeah, so that's going to be May 12th, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Pacific, and you'll find out exactly what the difference is between dry and wet code, and which one's better, and more importantly, why. So the whole idea of this one is, you know, we write code once, but usually we read it over and over and over again, and maintaining our code is 90% of our job and 90% of our nightmares, right? So code reuse is our friend, and we'll find out why it's uh, better and more maintainable and better for your developer life. So, um, you know, some of you might think, ah, reusing code, why do you want to do that? You already are. You just didn't know it. Well, maybe some of you didn't know it. Most of you do. But we'll talk about different types that Cold Fusion allows you to do and pros and cons of each and maybe a few things you didn't know. 
So that session will be uh, a pretty fun one. And then I've got a little series going actually, so there'll be more coming after this in a similar theme. So sort of more software craftsmanship type stuff. Um, so hopefully you guys will join us for that. So again, Charlie's uh, online Sounds CF good. meetup. It's uh, always a good time. Cool. Okay, and then we also have Adobe workshops. So uh, they've got several workshops coming up here soon. Uh, they're one-day workshops. The, the next two, I believe, are in the European time zone. So they'll be, um, you know, basically the times we give you are really early for us in the US, but they're great sessions. Basically one-day training covers all the facets of Adobe Cold Fusion and very much like their um, certificate training. So what dates do they have coming up for that? A couple dates and times on Tuesday, May 14th. So in about, uh, about a week and a half, um, uh, maybe two weeks or so. All right, that's at 9 a.m. CET. Now, is that Central European time? Yep, Central European time, and that's with gotcha. Damien. Cool. All right, by Damien Bruidon. Um, okay, uh, next one's coming up on June 22nd. And again, that's by Damien as well. Um, we don't have topics for these, we just have dates and times. And so May 14th at 9, C 9 a.m. CET, uh, Wednesday, June 22nd. And again, that, that's also at 9 a.m. CET. Yep, and then uh, if you go to the actual website links that I posted in the chat or you can see in the show notes, it does give you a little bit more information on it. For those watching, you can see if you uh, click learn more here, it'll give you sort of the rundown of each of them. And they're, you know, they got a little, a little breakdown here. The agenda sort of breaks it down even more. So you can see, you know, the icebreaker, looking at data types, then constructs, use, reusing code. Hey, stealing my ideas. Uh, application framework, database operations, object-oriented programming, and then ORMs, error handling, forms. So it really does cover a bit of everything. So it looks like a great intro session or maybe a touch-up if you're wanting to do your certification soon. And I'm sure that uh, WB offering the certification the conference coming up in October-ish when they finally announce that. So soon as they are 100%, not just 100%. Yep, exactly. So if you want the full list, we'll be sharing that too. Um, and that'll be available you know, on Adobe site. And they should be posting previous videos up there as well. I asked Mark to out about his previous webinar, and he said that he's trying to find the link himself. So as soon as he gets it from the right people, he'll make it more available. So, okay, lots of news. As I said, we have everything going on there. But Let's talk about CFCast. So CFCast.com, it's our free and paid video training site. Uh, so we've got some news. So into the box, 2022, right? Where the dates are finalized. So in an effort to keep you guys a little more excited about the upcoming conference, we've made a whole bunch of the videos in the Into the Box series free. So I'm going to share my screen again for those watching. But you'll see that we've picked a few of the ones out of there that are uh, listed as free. So you can watch both the keynotes. You can watch the CBY one with Grant. You can watch the scheduling tasks of Human Way with Brad. Which I was watching last night, actually. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, there's one of yours. Using TSBox to refactor all code with Dan Card. And we got a couple more over here. Oh, so Luis Mahano with Hunting Box 5. And then Harvey with uh, testing APIs with TSBox. And then another one of yours, adding Codebox and a REST API to existing code base. So lots of stuff from Dan. So if you want more Dan, uh, go check out. It's not for that as an advertising point. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they're good sessions too. Very good sessions. So yeah, so we put a few of them out there, um, and then all of the publish your Forgebox, your first Forgebox package videos in my series that I've been releasing on CFCast is now free as well. So um, 
yeah, we wanted to, to let you guys be able to, you know, use them, get to know Forgebox. There's no point make, putting that behind a paid, uh, paywall there. So we wanted to give that for free. So go check out this great new free content. If you're not a subscriber, if you are, uh, sorry, you've got all of that and more. You get to watch the rest of the ITV videos too. So what else do we have? Oh, we've got a couple of things. Um, coming up is Gavin. Yeah, yours on uh, publishing Forgebox. Uh, well, we've got a couple of new series actually coming out on the near future on CFCasts. We have the Forgebox module of the week and the VS Code hints that we do here on the blog post, but we're actually republishing them up there as, as little, uh, little, little vignettes, basically, to kind of help uh, make that more accessible and uh, easier to find. Yeah, so um, that's something we just wanted to, to do there because, you know, obviously the, the podcast, most of the news kind of out of date after a month or two, but those VS Code, uh, you know, hints and tips and those Forgebox modules, they're really great and they're useful after the fact. So we're going to make those available. We're going to be throwing them up on CFCast and we'll probably throw them up on YouTube too just to, to get them out there so more people can find out. So we'll make playlists. That way you can guys go through and, and get your fix of your Forgebox modules and your VS Code hints and tips. So that's pretty cool. Um, and again, that's all the stuff that we've already mentioned. Your uh, your Forgebox box package, as well as Eric Peterson CB security thing, are up there also. Yep, exactly. And there should be two more videos dropping this week for the Forgebox one as well. So lots of content coming. So yep, we're trying to get things rolling, and uh, we're getting excited for into the box, and so everything picks up when we get excited. Okay, see if Cast is done. Conferences. So DockerCon's coming up May 10th, free online virtual conference. Uh, again, if you're doing anything with Docker, it's great. They got lots of content there, lots of tracks. There's plenty of things you can find to, to watch and it's free. So go check that out. And they usually have the videos available, different time zones and available after the fact too. So it's a, it's a great conference. Highly recommend it. Even better in person, but oh well. That's docker.com slash DockerCon. Which makes yep. it sound like Donkey Kong. I know, I mess, mess it up every time, so that's why I let you do it. <laughs> cool. All right, also coming up, May 24th through 26th this year, um, it's the MS Build Conference. Coming together at Microsoft Build, 20, the 24th through 26th, to explore the latest innovations in code and application development. Um, I'm guessing VS Code may play a pretty big role. Uh, play a pretty big role. Um, get insights from peers and experts from around the world, regional spotlights, one-on-one -on -one bookings available, and more. I'm going for the and more. But all that's, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, okay. looks like a good conference. And again, there's you know a lot more Microsoft tools, GitHub stuff in there, VS Code, like you said, that might be relevant, even if you're not a doc. You know. Sure, I forgot about that. They do own GitHub now, don't they? Yep, they own a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, also coming up on in Fort Lauderdale, this is June 8th through 10th. Um, June 8th through 10th, actually this so is the, let's see, this, the, the famous slogan, Beach Code View. It's a Vue.js conference, it's the US uh, Vue.js conference. That is on June 8th, and the main, that's, that's a workshop day, and the main conference is from June 9th to June 10th. Um, so you can go to Fort Lauderdale, Bring the family, have have them go to the beach. You go to the conference, then and and then go to the beach. Yep, I know. I was hoping to make it this year, but I, I just the schedules don't work with summer school stuff and teacher uh, teacher responsibilities, unfortunately. But yeah. um, hopefully, I'll make it one time. But I'll be able to watch it online, so that'll be I'll be excited for that too. Next up, we have the Adobe Developer Week, July 18th through 22nd, we mentioned earlier. I uh, got the link in the chat for you already. And if you want to check that out, hopefully they'll get the speaker list updated soon on the agenda as well. Oh, man, lots of conferences. Got another one for us here? What about that conference? 
Oh, that conference. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. It actually is called that conference. Uh, it's a full stack tech obsessed community up in Wisconsin. Um, here's, that's actually how, how they, they, uh, they describe themselves. It's kind of like a, like a coding Tinder or a coding, you know, dating site. Anyway, howdy. We're a full stack, full stack tech obsessed community of fun code loving humans who share and learn together. We geek out in Texas and Wisconsin once a year, but we host digital events all the time. So it's located in the Wisconsin, in Wisconsin, Dells, Wisconsin. It's on July 25th through the 28th. Uh, it's a four day summer camp for developers passionate about learning all things, mobile, web, cloud, and te technology. Basically, it's a four-day hackathon, it sounds like, which sounds pretty cool. At a water pump, um, it's even better. Yeah, which, exactly. And what's even cool about it is that uh, Daniel Garcia from Ortis is speaking there. Yep. Um, and so he's one of the presenters. And Daniel, he is just, he's sharp. He's always worth listening to. So definitely, definitely check his um, that stuff out as well. Yeah, we have to say that because he's watching in the chat. <laughs> he, he is, as a matter of fact. But I would have said just so kidding. even if he wasn't actually uh, in the chat. I know. He's a good guy. Because he watches speaker. The, no, because he goes back and watches later. But I'd probably say it anyway. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, we also have CF Summit. Again, we're waiting for the final official confirmation. Uh, we did see a tweet that popped up for like an hour or two that said it was October 3rd and 4th. But I think uh, I think we have to wait for the official status there. But that's, Mark that's Takata. been deleted. Yeah. That original with the dates was deleted. Mm -hmm. But Mark said he's happy to see that it'll be back in Las Vegas in October of 2022. So the dates are roughish but uh hopefully we'll find out more soon and i'm sure uh worst case they'll have more information the developer week but that seems like it'd be too close to it so but yep we should have it very soon so all right cool so before we were talking about the Vue.js conference that was in june this is something different this is Vue.js forge um this is actually organized by Vue school this is in june 29th to 30th it is the largest hands-on Vue.js event um, as it says here, team up with thousands of fellow Vue.js devs from around the globe to build a real-world application in just two days in this free hackathon-style event. Make connections, build together, learn together. Sign up as an individual or sign up as a company by booking a call. Um, and the website is Vue.js.forge.com. Yep, that's as really cool. Right uh, definitely. I already signed up. I have to find out about the call stuff for the company. So I was like, it'd be kind of cool to, to maybe merge with a couple of other Audis people or maybe from the community too, you know, just have some some shared backgrounds. But it looks pretty cool. And the interesting thing is, um, they, you know, they have mentors on there. They're going to be releasing information about the, the project before time. So we'll find out before. Um, so if we prepare, we might be able to do pretty good on that, but it'll be fun anyway. Well, it's a two-day hackathon conference for free. That's amazing. Yep. <clears throat> pretty dang cool. Yeah. So, okay. Next up, Into the Box 2022. Dates are set in stone, blood signed. We're, we're going all in now. So it's I'm September. just curious if blood was actually used. Because I feel like I should, you know, yeah. should have been tapped for that as the new guy. But I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so it's... Uh, going to be september 6th 7th 8th the call for speakers like you said it's supposed to be over but we're letting it fly a little bit so you know last minute if you want to get that in there um i'm already get, grabbing all these links down just so you know. okay gotcha <laughs> I want I copy paste roll. Like, but <laughs> copied one but it was already up there copy another one it was already up there yep. yeah we're basically in kind of like the penalty time in soccer this is like extended conference time technically it's done but it'll go on for an undetermined amount of time until it's over so yeah sign up quickly 
Yep, exactly. So the conference site has more information. The early bird prices are up there. You can sign up for just the conference or the workshop and the conference. And those workshop dates will be here very soon too, as we mentioned. Um, and then the video is up on CFCast, like we said. So if you go to series and click on Into the Box 2021, you'll see a bunch of those are now free. So, so yeah. We got more conference information. Into the, um, into the Box Latam. Now, this is our Latin American conference. The tentative dates right now, these are tentative, not, not, not solid-ish. These are tentative, yes. December 1st and 2nd, and that is being held, I believe, in San Salvador. Is that correct? Yep, I believe okay. so. So Okay. And unfortunately, though, we have news about CF Camp. So there's no CF Camp 2022. Um, they said say that, that they'll be trying again um, for in summer 2023. The TLDR basically is there's too much uncertainty right now, um, and things are complicated. Getting into the details, it has to do with basically how, how German hotels are handling the no questions asked cancellation policy. If anything comes up with COVID, uh, there's a little, unfortunately, a, um, a war going on to two, two countries, um, you know, two countries over. So there's some economic uncertainty. And basically, there's just the general annoyances around international travel and that kind of stuff. So, yep. I mean, basically, they'd have to spend so much time, energy, and money trying to make the event safe. And it still may not even work out that way. So they just decided. Best to wait, and then uh, there's planning for maybe summer 2023. Last time they were going to hold it was in summertime, so hopefully that makes more time for all us U.S. people traveling to Europe. Uh, you know, I can take my family or whatever too, so I'm allowed to to, to leave this country. Uh, that'll be kind of fun. So looking forward to it. So um, yeah, glad they could get the information out. Sorry we've been bugging them every week saying we don't know, we don't know, we don't know, but. You know, people have been asking us when is, you know, what's up with CF Camp. So now we know. So none for 2022, hopefully summer 2023. Seriously, I, I was kind of bummed because actually for the longest time I wanted to go to Scotch and the Rocks and then that isn't there anymore. And then CF Camp not happening this year. So I'm like, I want to go to Europe, but I need a reason to actually do so. I know the year that Scotch and the Rocks ended was a year. I'm like, I'm going. I'm like, exactly. <laughs> of course, the reason to go to Europe, the people I know, <laughs> the actual cultural heritage, the fact of just traveling in general. No, no, those aren't enough. I need a conference. Yeah, I know, but that's a funny thing because as soon as I said, "Hey, I should be going to you know CF Camp this year," I'm like, "I'm actually going." Talk to the wife and everything. COVID hit. I was like, "Really?" So I guess I'm cursed. So sorry, guys. That's true. As that, as Adam Cameron point goes, bloody hell, you don't need a conference as an excuse to go. Go to Europe. All right, fair enough. I've been called out. Sorry. Yep. Okay. So lots and lots going on there. Let's get to the other lots and lots of blogs, tweets, and videos of the week. So, uh, first up, we have a short little blog post from Adam Cameron. I know short and Adam Cameron don't really go together, but this one is the case. Um, <clears throat> so he's saying, work with me, revisited. So basically in January, he posted about working with him and they hired somebody and it worked well. So, so well that they're actually going to be uh, hiring another person. Uh, they need someone with strong, strong, strong CFML skills to get in position. And then they're basically looking at, um, they are migrating their stack um, over to Kotlin in the end, um, but they're looking for a strong developer. Um, so we got a little bit more in the job section where we'll talk about the, the job offering. But uh, yeah, that's a short blog post from Adam Cameron. <laughs> and then uh, right after that, we have uh, one from Ben Adele. So this is an interesting one. So this one has big words, so I don't know if I can handle it or not, but I'm going to give it a whirl. Um, you know, if you want to tag me in, feel free. <laughs> yeah. So it's talking about considering approaches to handling MySQL key conflicts in CFML Lucy. 
And so basically he was talking about ways to, you know, enforce data with unique key constraints and drive item potent workflows. You want to figure that one out? Yeah. Basically, <laughs> basically from what it looks like is, you know, he's, he's trying to insert data and if the data already exists, he's going to insert another data uh, point with a different key. So in other words, you're always sort of improving the record by adding a new, like a dual key. So it's got a primary key and like a secondary key. The primary key never changes, but the secondary key does. So it's kind of like versioning of it. So every time you add a record or update it, you're basically just implementing, incrementing the version. And so he was talking about how to try and make it work. And should he do it in the DAO? Should he do it in like a gateway? Should he let the database do it? You know, and so he walks through it. But I mean, that's about as far as I can get without looking like an idiot. So I should probably let you guys read it and, uh, <clears throat> make your own decisions. Report back, see how we did. <laughs> yeah, but basically that's what the problem is, and then he talks about a solution and different things about it. So, um, yeah, I think it was a, a good blog post for sure. And like I said, probably a little bit too much for me to explain, but uh, Ben does a good job of it. So, yeah. but I like the idea, though. Biggest thing on there, well, uh, we'll have that is the big word of the day, the indempotent. indempotent. That's, that's means, can you run the same thing over and over again without having multiple side effects from it? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, like, get call should be item potent, or however you say it. Whatever you uh, said it, yeah, exactly. But, I said yeah. it quickly, at least how you say it. You kind of gloss over it, have enough consonants in the right spot. People know, you know. Yeah, exactly. People will be impressed. Yep. So, what do we got next? Okay, we got next. All right, blog from uh, Peter Miri, uh from about CF Wheels, the CF Wheels 2.3.0 release candidates released. Um, anyway, as you were saying before, not only uh, it's it's been picking up for a while. There's been a lot of contributors. Um, but he wanted to make sure that everything with the new CI pipeline was in place. So that's why it's a release candidate and not a and not a not a finished product. Um, so go check it out. Do some debugging. Do some uh, do some testing, and see how it comes out. So the details about that are in the blog post that that uh, that Gavin just posted in the chat. Yeah. So uh, we'll be talking about them a little bit more later too. Secret Squirrel. Okay. So we have another one from Adam. This time is not so short. So this one I found was pretty interesting. My response to his tweet was, what, what, what? Because uh, CFML with Lucy, true, isn't necessarily the same as true. So I was like, hmm. So apparently um, he was going to work on his tiny test framework, which six months ago he decided he was going to basically write a testing framework so he could test the framework as he tested it, as he built it. And, you know, he just wanted to play. Adam likes to play. So when he plays, he finds bugs. And so he started off with this little matcher, you know, like a to be true matcher. And so one of his first tests, he wrote, um, you know, basically X equals something expect X dot equals X to be true. And then apparently, um, it worked fine in confusion, but Lucy says, no, X is not X. Something is not something. And so that's where he got a little confused and he dove into it and did a little bit more um, research. And so he did a write dump comparing, um, you know, E to E, T to T using different equals. And basically he got some weird stuff where Lucy throws a false if you're using um, triple evaluate, you know, so equals, equals, equals. So apparently it's different. And I assume, I haven't read the whole thing, I assume it's because uh, aren't strings immutable in Lucy or something? I don't know, I have to go look. But anyway, I thought it was really interesting and it de deserves further research. So uh, I haven't looked into this here. But yeah, so basically he was trying to, you know, check the identity and he dives in deep. Like I said, not a short one. 
Um, but I like how he summarizes his findings. Final score. New Lucy bug, one. New cold fusion bugs, three. <laughs> Lines of code written to verify bugs, 72. Yeah. The nice. will, to, will to live, not existent anymore. Boost needed. Greater <laughs> <laughs> than zero. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, yeah. but yeah, again, those little weird things that just drive you crazy. But uh, luckily mm-hmm. we have people like Adam to get to the bottom of it, report them, and hopefully we get them fixed. Immutable, the second word of the day. And they both begin with I, which is great. Very important words in coding in general. Yes, I am important. Um, yep. <laughs> so basically, as a quick thing, for those people that are just you know, kind of like, uh, let's say, on the shallow end of Cold Fusion, kind of making their way in there, um, or, have not ever, or, or Cold Fusion developers that have not used things like in JavaScript or anything else, equals, obviously, is when you assign something. Equals equals is when you're comparing two values to see if they have an equal value. But equals 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 is three equals basically checks data types too. At least that's, that's what it checks in JavaScript. I actually didn't realize that you could use equals, equals, equals in Cold Fusion. This is a very educational podcast. I love it. Okay. Uh, so actually Adam's got something to say. He says, nope, it's because Lucy uses different instances of Boolean true. So they're not in, in different memory locations. So equals, equals, equals says no. They kind of messed up their implementation. Yeah. See, that's the thing is I was thinking it wasn't the data type necessarily or anything. Mm-hmm. I thought it was the memory reference. Like JavaScript is the same way. Is it the same? Is it pointing to the same thing? If you made two variables and they're different, they're different in memory, then the equals 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 would be not equal. But if they're the same item in memory, like a reference, basically, you know. But Lucy checks memory location, not type or value. So, ah, so Lucy checks that it's the exact same item. Hmm. I was thinking going to a whole conversation about. Yeah. how object are basically something the actual thing itself for a reference to the thing and that gets the spirals out of control when it comes to that kind yep. of conversation yep so next <laughs> cool moving on all right all right another blog post by eric peterson talking about the cold box elixir that we already talked about originally before but this is the blog post that goes along with it um so putting that in the chat as we speak ah. oh you already did gavin and i are racing here and i'm losing every single one all right okay. Okay, so next up we have another one from Ben, and so this is like a double a double whammy, so I'm going to go over both of them. So basically this follows on to Ben's talk about arrays, and when he was trying to do 2 million items or something last week, and so Brad first up told him about sublist. So um, he used array.sublist, and it was crazy fast, but then he figured out that um, sublist actually returns a wrapper to the original array, not the new array. So basically what it is, it's like a little wrapper that just you know w- mirrors or windows off just a piece of the array. So if you mutate the results, it actually uh, would not be safe. And so uh, he looks at doing you know some different things here to basically take the sublist and then duplicate it, make its own uh, separate array by using slices and, and all this stuff. So that's what he sort of works through. And then after that, he goes back and looks at um, a different thing basically the array from from java just figure out if that works any better or differently and so i thought it was kind of neat again you know he's got multiple blogs building on top of it so you know so he talked about the array dot from from like you know again from javascript but you know they have that built into java too so he was looking at these options here and working through it and again caution following code is just for the sake of discussion not, not meant to be robust or correct. So, translation. I, like I know this is not necessarily how you would do it, but go with me here. I right. like the name array ish, struct array ish slice. 
So, but yeah. This whole podcast is full of like issues today. It's like, I don't know, it's ish. True isn't true. Basically, we're just undermining any kind of truth statement that someone makes today. Yep. It sounds like my kids have had too much influence here. I know, seriously. And then one more thing. So then Scott Steinbeck also added a whole bunch of CF Docs goodies. And so he tweeted about that. And we probably should have Scott like come on the show or do a video or something because basically he has a, a bunch of pull requests here. So an ad, sorry, example dialogue, generate JSON for a pull request. So a little helper there. And then he has another helper. This one add recent items to the top menu in CF Docs. Oh, that's cool. Recent items. I like that. And then open Metagraph uh Metagraph sorry, open graph meta stuff to the site. So when you go to share it, oh he had a picture and he sent me. Um but yeah, the picture shows basically when you share it to Slack or anything else, it like gives you a nice little footer. And this one here. Add copy to clipboard feature. So now you can oh, copy the cool. clipboard from all those examples and stuff. Pretty cool. And look, they're being merged into master. So all that stuff should be on CF Docs like right now. So pretty cool. Thanks, Scott, for all that all that work. Uh, I know he uses it all the time. He's like, I should make it better. So, you know, that's one cool thing about open source, right? We can improve our, our tools we're using. And that's something he used all the time. And he had ways to make it better and that recent one is really cool because i'll be using the heck out of that so that's pretty cool yeah um for those people that are actually watching this that didn't know cf docs actually is an open source cold fusion do uh, docs source so if you go on there you think that it's missing an example or find some typos by all means jump in it's on it's on github fork it fix it uh, submit the changes and you too can be contributing back to the world around you yeah all right um Coming up next, okay, again, uh, again by uh, by Peter and Mary. So this is more about CF Wheels, but not so much about the release of CF Wheels per se. But what's interesting about this is that CF Wheels has actually changed how they're distributing things. So for many years, CF Wheels embraced the distribution of plugins the, uh, using ForgeBox packages. So you do the installation, but you can install plugins via ForgeBox. Um, in, but they've used that instead of maintaining their own directory. But the framework itself basically was, as he puts in here, elusive. Okay. Uh, well, there's some work done in the last, last couple of months to put up the packages for the framework, but the packages were being maintained by hand, which gets really arduous when you're trying to keep things in versions and, and you know, releases and everything else. So as we've already talked about before in the show, they've gone to a brand new CI workflow, continuous integration workflow based on GitHub Actions. Um, and now the publishing, the building and everything else is fully automated. Um, all right, it says here, give credit where credit is due. The new workflow borrows heavily from the cold box workflow. It uses GitHub Actions, Ant, and Command Box to automate the process. And what's cool about that, especially, he kind of, kind of talks a little more about the details and how he put it together in the blog post, um, which I thought was really kind of cool. Yep, and he confused the heck out of me because I was doing the ForgeBox module of the week, and I went back, and I'm like, wait a minute, it says this module's brand new. But it was here two months ago. What the heck's going on? And then I was like, looked at the versions, and the versions were added in reverse order. I'm like, wait a minute. How can the most recent one be the oldest one? And the oldest one, wait, I was like, what is going on? So I looked up, and I found the blog post. I'm like, oh, that's what is going on. So they republished all their stuff. So it confused me a little bit there. But yeah, so it's good to see them, uh, you know, 
using CI and, and making their lives easier with continuous integration and post them out there. So yeah, everyone can keep up on it. So very cool. So nice. next up, we have another blog post by Ben Nadal. And uh, this one here is more of a soft skills or uh, touchy feely one. Yes, Ben Nadal, he's a soft guy too. Not just a big tough man. But if we look here, rope and battling post-deployment uh, deployment depression. When I read this at first, I was like, wait, what? But then I read it and I, it does kind of make sense. So he was talking about how he enabled a feature flag production, quietly released a new, uh, you know, featured all his, all his customers. And it was an awesome week's work. Everything was going great and everything else. You know, he was dropping the party parrot and the rock ship emojis everywhere. And then when the dust settled, that post-deployment depression set in, as it always does. You know, and this is the cycle that he experiences in product development. You know, you get excitement, deployment, depression, repeat. And uh, he talks about how his former engineering manager, Rich Armstrong, called this rope. And I was a little concerned about the rope and the depression. And, you know, they can be touchy-feely with, with that stuff mm-hmm. these days. But um, it's all about reliable, organized, productive, effective. And so he breaks down the different steps. Um it was it was pretty cool so i mean it you do sort of get that way you know you work on a big project and then you get the end of it it's like okay what should i do next and this sort of uh you know talks about that you know basically you've got a reliable product that you know everything's good and you know but basically at the end of the day you got to move on you know then you got to get organized find your place and figure out what else needs to needs to be worked on next then you get productive make it effective and then you sort of start all over again and <laughs> i can see ben doing this so this uh, little gift for those watching is pretty cool that's but, great yeah. so his take is deployment depression repeat but uh he's okay with it he says you know it happens you move on but i thought it was pretty cool so uh, you know, it's it's so in the movies it's easier because you have like this big emotional like you know experience where it's like this great thing that happens and then they cut away to the next thing. They don't have to say, you know, there's that there's not there's not that emotional transition from all right, save the world, lunch. You know what I mean? It's like you know what happens after the big emotional moment or after all the bad guys are laughing like crazy and then they all stop laughing and then get back to their normal lives. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and Adam said the trick is not to do big projects. Deploy, deploy, deploy. Makes the code more like cattle versus a pet. And he's right. But, you know, even like I said, Ben said it was a week's worth of work. But, you know, it's just people own their code. Some people are, you know, more attached to their code and some people aren't. And that's okay. But, uh, yeah, so it was just interesting. I mean, it's like big, big projects feel that way. No matter how much work you've done and deployed the code and all of a sudden people start using it, it's different. But, uh <laughs> Adam's calling being a sook. Yeah. You can you can call him that. That's fine. <laughs> Which by the way, if you're it means something different if you're in, in English or part of the Commonwealth. I read that and I'm like, he's a sock? What are you talking about? I think it means a softie. There you go. I'm sorry. Yeah. We we call people sookie bubbas, like crybabies. Sookie bubba, there you go. Yeah. yeah. I don't know where the he's heck too from, but himself, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so we, we've teased the fact that we have d- uh, dates for Fruit of the Box 2022, about why we changed the dates and everything else, but here are some of the details. All right, we said that it is going to be um, September 8th is going to be our conference, uh, sorry, 6th through 8th, the September, uh, Tuesday, September 6th is the conference day, the, con- the, uh, the rest of the conference will be on 7th and 8th, The con- um, it's going to be in a new venue this year, which is the Houston City Place Marriott at Springwood Village. Springwoods Village. I'm sorry. So, um, yeah, if you want more, be more, more in depth about the day changes and everything else, but yep. that, those Posted are the details already. for the conference. Yep. 
And then one more for you. So, mm-hmm. yep. yep. Okay. Also coming up, uh, not coming up, but basically something to, to highlight. This was a podcast from CF Live. So the idea here was an Adobe Cold Fusion and Lucy Roundtable. And uh, so at the table was Charlie Earhart, Gert Franz, Mark Drew, and Ben Adele. There's a lot of brain power there. Um, Charlie Earhart, Gert Franz, Mark Drew, and Ben Adele talking about ACF and Lucy in this episode of the CF Live podcast with host Michaela Light um, from TerraTech. So there's the link up there in the chat. Yeah, so um, it sounds like a, a pretty interesting group. I know the couple of people there are kind of like on the fence uh, between the two, and a couple are a little more uh, skewed, but I'm, it's on my uh, playlist there, so I need to listen to the rest of that. But Were any chairs uh, damaged in the melee, do you think, halfway uh, through? I, I, it sounded no. like uh, the, the people involved really enjoyed it. It was a good talk good. and everything. Um, like I said I saw a couple of tweets from the people involved sharing it. Uh, and so, yeah, we kind of good to hear from them. I haven't seen a couple of them over the pond for a while, Mark and Gert. Uh, but obviously, we hear a little more with Charlie and uh, to Ben. No fireworks. Okay. Yep, no fireworks. Thanks, John. And just to be clear, that was meant to be more like a Lucy Adobe Cold Fusion. I kind of making up drama there. As far as I know, no one that was there has any beef with anybody else. So I'm just, you know, that was not meant to be gossip. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And then we have another podcast too. So um, I've been going back through the backlog of the Working Pod, uh, Pod Working Code podcast, and um, they had a new one that just came out. Uh, we don't usually spotlight it every week because every week they have one, so you guys should be listening to them as well. So CF Alive and uh, the Working Code podcast are great podcasts. Uh, you should add them to your subscription list. But this one, it's sort of a hip home. Uh, Basically, the, the latest episode um, actually brought up by Mingo Hagen was wearing too many hats. And uh, Esmeralda, uh, one of the oldest team members, uh, I've worked with her for years. She calls me the Mad Hatter because the number of hats I wear is numerous. And you might have figured that out from all the different things that I do. <laughs> I can't sit still, so I wear too many hats. So this one, they talk about that and uh, you know dive into it and, you know, best practices and, you know, overdoing it or underdoing it, you know, the... One of those things where it's like you can be the the you know jack of all trades but master of none or you know right. stuff like that so i think it's you know i really like their podcast they dive into more of those you know sort of like water cooler type conversations or, or whatnot and yeah they talk about a lot of interesting interesting viewpoints that developers should be thinking about talking about so highly recommend it it's true because you're right if basically if you're the entire development team it's cool about that it mentions here that there's some benefits to that but there's also you, it's very difficult to grow because there's no outside force that's actually operating on you to actually make your code better or to operate better or find more best practices and uh you don't usually have a whole lot of extra mental space in order to apply to growth yep exactly you got to fight harder for that so yeah but yeah but it's but as Scott said, sometimes a jack of all trades is a master of none, but oftentimes it's better than a master of one. Yep, because sometimes it's good to know a little bit more than just your one thing, because sometimes the way things interact is just as important. And so, yeah, lots of it. But I also see Peter said that, uh, thanks for all the mention, guys, but he lost power here. He's listening on his phone. Uh, he might be a, bit, a little bit behind, but yeah oh just be clear scott's, his phone is not the source of the new ci builds just want to be clear no scott says that's the actual quote oh, i didn't know there was an actual quote um behind it interesting okay well let's scoop to see if job usually the connotation of that is meant to be that it's a negative thing but uh maybe that's one of those things where it's like good is better than nothing like, anyway yeah yeah sorry <laughs> continue on 
So CFML jobs. So up on getcfmljobs.com, um, we have 75 listings for Cold Fusion positions, but there's no new ones this week. But we have a few that were listed in other places. So you want to tell us about those? Yep. For example, Order Solutions. We uh, if you go to the ordersolutions.com slash about us slash careers, um, there's also some uh, link, uh, link on, on consortium. So uh, consortium Inc is hiring. The that's on Dice. So Dice.com and the link will be up there in the in the chat. Yep. But yeah, yeah, check out the Ortis careers and uh, tell more about what they're actually looking for. And by they, yep. I mean me. Yep. So we have my job that they're replacing, but I haven't heard anything. <laughs> yeah, so. I think we're growing, not uh, cutting people away. Don't worry about that. But but yeah, we do have a job in the El Salvador team as well as the U.S. team. So we have a couple of different offerings there. And then, um, as we mentioned earlier, uh, Adam Cameron is looking for someone to join his team, and so he shared this link with us here. So senior de application developer in the UK, uh, easy direct debits. And so, you know, if this is you, if you're a highly experienced and skilled full stack developer, how'd you get in there, Adam? Just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah. So basically this is what they're looking for. You know, they're looking for object oriented CFML experience. Test automation would be good. You know, well, sorry, strong experience, not some. But yeah, so, I mean, looks like a pretty good um, checklist there. So if you guys are uh, strong on that and they are in the UK, so make sure that you check that out. But that's on easydirectdebits.co.uk. So uh, look into it a little bit more. And um, yeah, and as Adam said, they're trying to make up for the fact that they hired him accidentally. So help them out, uh, you know, fix them. But uh, yeah, so if you want to find out more again, Adam does have some stuff on his blog about the job and that job description is pretty thorough. Notice so. halfway down, it actually said knowledge of CF wheels is a plus. There's just everywhere today. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's good. I mean, a lot of good stuff going on. Okay. So module of the week, mm -hmm. Forgebox module of the week is... CF Wheels. I had CF Wheels. Yeah, we couldn't go too far, but saying, uh, yeah, everything from CF Wheels because they updated like every package, right? <laughs> yep. So basically, what there is is there's there's the uh, there's the main template that you can download. Okay, there's also a dynamic it says hello dynamic template, hello pages template, hello world template, um, and all those things are now separate. You can kind of kind of kind of install them separately um, if you so choose, right from the Forgebox website. Yep. So you got CF Wheels core. And look, you've even got CF Wheels plugins up here. Again, you've got templates. And so on the left-hand side, you may have noticed we actually have categories for CF Wheels plugins and templates, and then the cores under MVC. So, but yeah, a lot of stuff here. You can go look through. Let's see, they've got, you know, Bcrypt for CF Wheels, um, Ben's JSON serializer. So a lot of different things, a lot of plugins, the framework. See if we all CLI commands are in here now too. It's experimental, but uh, go check it out. So yeah, a lot of cool stuff. I mean, they've just really dove right in, and as I mentioned, they've you know redeployed all their packages, and they've got a nice little streamlined CI going. So very cool to see. So go check them out if you're using CF Wheels or you're thinking about it. Uh, definitely a good place to go. Yep. Okay. Good. Next up. VS Code hint, tip, and trick of the week. So this time we have GitLab workflow. So I use GitLab quite a lot. Uh, I know the GitLens ex code extension is pretty good, uh, which obviously it ties into just Git generally. So that's pretty cool. But this extension integrates GitLab into VS Code. 
So after you set up the extension, you can do a lot of different things. You can see your GitLab issues, merge requests, view the issues, comments, merge requests, change files, etc. Um, you can view and review those merge requests. You can validate your GitLab CI CD config. So you can run a command locally. So you can check and see if your pipeline is going to blow up or not, which I would find really useful because I break them a lot. Um, you can also manage your pipelines. You can view your pipeline status, open related merge requests. And there's all sorts of advanced pipeline actions too. So if you've got stuff that fails, you can retry it. So a lot of cool stuff going on in that. Including snippets. You can manage your snippets, create and insert snippets, apply snippet patches. So just curious on the actual GitLab, on the GitLab thing. Does that mean that you can actually see the blame stuff right from your 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 IDE? So you actually know who wrote this? GitLab, uh, actually the GitLens um, one already does that. And that, cause it just okay. ties into normal Git stuff. So this one here, um, I don't know if it would go on top of it or not, but basically has all the GitLab pieces on top of it. So it ties more gotcha, to like gotcha, the gotcha, architecture yeah. pieces, just like the GitHub, um, the GitLens one, I believe ties into GitHub as well. Cause you actually to be able to do issues gotcha. and other things too. But GitLens has a bunch of just general Git stuff, which does that. But, um, but you can yeah. actually browse the GitLab repository uh, directly from VS um, from VS Studio with uh, with this GitLab workflow. Um, autocomplete GitLab CI/CD variables in your .gitlab .yaml pipeline files, um, and oh, oh. basically manage your your YML or YAML files. Yeah, and so the cool thing is when you do like a Git add remote, it'll um, you know choose existing remotes from the GitLab. The Git clone, you can basically look through all your GitLab instances. And the cool thing was, I thought that it supported multiple GitLab endpoints. So if you have a mainly the GitLab.com, which I use for some free stuff um, from some of my personal projects, because I, I like to play with the pipelines. But also, if we have some clients that use their own hosted GitLab, you can actually set up multiple, which I thought was pretty cool. So um, yeah, pretty happy to, to, to see those. So if you guys are looking to, um, you know, if you play with GitLab or if you haven't, let's say the free tier is really awesome too. So uh, go check that out as well. Um, but yeah, the 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 extension looks really awesome. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Well, thank you to our Patreon supporters. These individuals are personally supporting our open source initiatives to ensure the great tooling like Command Box, Forge Box, Cold Box, Content Box, Test Box, all the other boxes that keep getting continuous development they need. Um, the, it uh, funds the, cl the cloud infrastructure at our community uh, that, our, that our community relies on, uh, like Forgebox, uh, the R package management tool. Um, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash order solutions. Yep, so we have uh, Ambo, Am yeah. annual memberships now, so you can save 10% of the different packages we have. But remember, bronze packages and up get a Forgebox Pro and that CFcast subscription as a perk. So that means you can get access to all of those cool videos, even the ones that aren't free, um, just by being a Patreon supporter. And then obviously, if you just any level, you get a profile badge on the community website and you get your own private forum access on the community website too. And that's a really cool little feature. Um, and we're loving the community site, I'm trying to get on there more often now to help people where I can. So we're, we're keeping that busy, but also, you know, it's hard earned money that you guys spend, you know, we really want to thank you guys. And we're still at the point where we can read all the names, but soon we're gonna have to cut off, you know, make it draw a line in the sand. Cause apparently reading the names on this podcast is only for certain levels and above. So right now everyone's getting a freebie. So if you're any member, you're getting read. So everyone's like, oh man, when we cut the list down, it'll be much easier to say. So this time it's your turn. 
So you read them all. It's like Gilligan's uh, Island where they like do like the first part, the first part of the cast, then say and the rest. Yeah. And so, not that anyone that is that, that is supporting us is part of the rest. We appreciate each and every single person that does it. Uh, for example, we really appreciate John Wilson from Synaptrix, Eric Hoffman, Gary Knight, Mario Rodriguez, Giancarlo Gomez, Dan, uh, excuse me, David Bellinger, Dan Card, Jonathan Perrette, Jeffrey McGee from Sunstar Media, Dean Maunder, Joseph Lamore. Uh, Don Bellamy, Jan Yannick, Lakshmi Tujahadi, Carl Von Stetten, Jeremy Adams, Didier Lisnecki, Matthew Clemente, Daniel Garcia, Scott Steinbeck from Agri Tracking Systems, Ben Nadell, Brett DeLine, Kai Koenig, Charlie Earhart, Jonas Erickson, uh, Jason Dagger, Sean Oden, Matthew Darby, Ross Phillips, Edgardo Cabeza, the dancer himself, Patrick Flynn, Stephanie Monhe, John Wish, Kevin Wright, and Peter Amiri. Yep, uh, great, great list there. Thank you, everybody. Uh, I know it's hard to pop your hard-earned money, but we thank you and appreciate it. Remember, we also want to thank everybody else out there that helps the community one way or the other. You know, with pull requests, documentation, um, projects that they maintain, uh, a lot of great things. All make this community better, and that's the goal, right? The the better the community is, the better the language will do, and we all win. So. Thanks, everybody. And if you want to get that list, you can go to autosolutions.com slash about-us-sponsors. And then, uh, yeah. But I think we made it. We made it, Dan. It's only an hour, so that's not bad. We did it. Not bad. Slipping there right underneath the uh, the, times, the, uh, the time time limit. Yep. But uh, great. Great mm-hmm. lot of news. Lots of stuff going on. Um, but, yeah. Everybody have a great week, and we'll catch you all next week. Sounds good. See you guys. Bye, everybody. Show notes for this episode can be found at cfmlnews.modernizeordie.io, where you can also subscribe to your favorite podcast player like Spotify or iTunes. We also have the link to YouTube to find more videos just like this. The music used in this podcast is under a royalty-free license from Sound.com and Bluetree Audio.